This episode is brought to you by Your Story Travel Company. If you're looking to reschedule or book a new trip, one of our agents will be glad to get you your free quote. Email them over at info at yourstorytravel.com or visit their site, yourstorytravel.com. Also, if you're interested in joining our Ohana, simply email careers at yourstorytravel.com. That again, that's careers at yourstorytravel.com for more info. You're at the right place at the right time. You found the number one podcast that entertains the space between your ears. It's supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. I hope you enjoy the show. If you're like me, you're going to laugh a lot. We invite you to pull up a chair. Be Relax and get ready to take a trip to the vacation kingdom of the world. So, grab your magic bands and your Mickey ears. Here we go! Because it's time for another episode of the Mousecapades Podcast. It means no worries for the rest of your days. It's our problem free. Special guest Andrew, who's been a longtime listener, used to live in Kansas City, now in Sarasota, Florida. He is a very dedicated listener, which we will get into very soon. This is April the 15th when taxes are normally due, but they've been extended, so you got lucky. You just get to listen to us today. And it is our 504th episode, and you are listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, the Mousecapades podcast. I should just have Vicky do it every single week. This was listeners. This was about my fifth, pick and I still couldn't get it right. It's all good. So in this episode, we're gonna be talking about some news. I don't have any rumors, but we do have a rumor that became true—a rumor we talked about last week. So let's talk about Andrew, one of our loyal listeners. You hear us mention him all the time, and I—I I heard him a second ago as he was gagging on a tube or something uh, going on over there. But <laughs> Andrew, what's going on with you, dude? How you doing? Uh, well, I've been better, but I'm doing all right. I'm, uh, I'm currently in the hospital, which is, uh, pretty exciting. So, I, uh, yeah. So, this is loyal because he's coming on and interviewing with us. Right. And the poor guy just had a stroke. Yeah. I got out of the ICU a couple hours ago. I have a feeding tube in my nose right now. And a little suction thing, if you can hear that. Because I can't, uh, swallow my own spit. But I'm, I'm really, really bored, so this sounded like a lot more fun than watching the news. Like, seriously, <laughs> Andrew texts me while I'm sitting here watching the old Witch Mountain movie from, like, 1960-something. And he's like, what's up? I'm like, hey, what are you doing? Are, are you? Because I knew he was in the hospital. I'm like, are you bored? <laughs> you want to come on the podcast? I've got Thanks nothing for... better to do. Nothing better to do. Well, thank you for coming in, and um, we're sorry about the circumstance, but this is totally a loyal listener when you're in the hospital. And you want to be a part of the Mousecapades podcast. Right, I know, right? And I don't want the <laughs> listeners thinking, oh, you're in the hospital. Well, come on the podcast. It's not like that at all. Like, uh, Andrew and I have talked already prior, and and uh, I got caught up on his situation. And it wasn't like I was being completely numb or ignorant to the fact that he's in the hospital. 
No, he does not have COVID-19. As you heard, he, he had a stroke. And um, we're very lucky. Uh, had but, with I popped my neck. I broke a blood muscle popping my neck. So don't pop your neck. Right. I've been trying to tell Colin that for days. He keeps yeah. doing that. Um, yeah, well... You're very lucky. I'm, uh, I'm only 34. That's pretty young to have a stroke. Oh, oh my only, goodness. You're only 34 you're years old. Yes, you are. Yeah. Nick's older than you. Oh, he's like ancient compared to me. I mean, I'm older than you. We all knew that, though. <laughs> but neither one of us act our age, do we, Andrew? Of I don't know not. my That's, age either. I would not be fine. So. That's the whole Disney thing. Anyway, I, I don't I don't want anybody to think that we're being rude or ignorant to Andrew here. Uh, he obviously is completely bored since getting out of ICU a few hours ago. Yeah. I can't believe also, my, uh, my vocal cords are partially paralyzed, so that's why I sound even funnier than I normally do. So, my bad. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, um, I guess we're bringing out our B squad, huh, Vicky? <laughs> that's not nice. Oh, no, A squad all the way. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> Andrew, dude, like you're so I would keep telling you this, but you're so lucky. We're so we're so lucky to still have you with us. I mean, I didn't realize you had two strokes, not one but two. Yeah. And I know one of my in-laws, when he had his stroke, he lost all feeling um on the side of his face and everything like that. And you're very lucky that you still have somewhat, right? Your your feelings coming back. Uh yeah. So uh, my wife can explain it to you a lot more technically, but like my brain bypassed the vessels, so like I don't know, like it it rerouted it a different way. I, I don't understand exactly, but so it was anywhere near as serious as it could have been. You're very it, lucky. It, it completely blocked whatever got blocked, but it rerouted, so most of my stuff is still getting blood. So, You're yeah. very lucky, Ben. Very very lucky. Um, call me Ben. I said man. Oh, okay. What do you think I said? I thought you said Ben. It did sound uh, like you said he called him Ben. Well, I kind of burped at the same time uh, saying, man, my, my bad. My yeah. bad. <laughs> the real Nick. Yeah. Anyway, um, I just, I can't believe I'm sit, sitting here and looking at you in the hospital and we're recording a podcast. I feel wrong. I feel like there's something wrong with me here. No. Well, like I we're said, trying to bring him joy. Okay. We got to look yeah. at it that way, right? We're bringing you joy. We're bringing joy here. But I can't believe oh. you literally just got out. Sorry, I know I'm cutting you off. You you literally just got out of ICU a few hours ago. Yeah. Wow. And he's on the podcast. That's loyal. <laughs> we, now he wants to hear some news, so let's move it along. Yeah, no, but he's telling us. Yeah, we're, we're going to move it along. All right, so Vixter, I know you saw this story as well. The big news coming out this week, and last week you we heard us. It. We kind of did. It was a rumor floating out there last week. And... um. So Bob Iger is taking on some of the CEO duties during this crisis. Um, basically, this article, according to the New York Times, and I'm just going to paraphrase the entire thing, and then we'll go into some details. And you read it too, right, Vic? And maybe, Andrew, you saw this maybe as a headliner on your phone. Or yeah, I saw like a couple of things about it. But Chapik is st- stepping aside as Iger takes complete reins back of the Disney company. And that there's going to be some cuts. Yeah, when huge things cuts. resume, that's what. Yeah, that's what Brad was. Re- Brad actually read me that article last night. He's like, "You're not going to believe this." Yeah. So according to the article, this was in the New York Times. 
So it goes on to say less than two months after stepping down and handling or handing over the reins of the Walt Disney World Company to Bob Chapek, former CEO Bob Iger has stepped back into some of those duties. The article goes on to state that Mr. Iger has effectively returned to running the company. After a few weeks of letting Mr. Chapek take charge, Mr. Iger smoothly reasserted control. Uh, Blue Jeans video call by Blue Jeans video call, whatever that means in the article. Maybe you can lend some perspective on that. I, I think that's like, it's like Zoom. Okay, got it. But it's their, their special thing they use. Oh, okay. Well, Iger goes on to say in an email, a crisis of this magnitude and its impact on Disney would necess- wouldn't necessarily result in my activity uh, or my actively helping Bob Chapek and the company uh, contend with it. Particularly, my uh, goes on to say, particularly since I ran the company for 15 years. This article goes on to say that Iger is focused on what the company will look like post crisis, saying that it will be a deeply changed Disney with fewer employees, leading a new uncertain business of how to gather people safely for entertainment. It, it goes on and on about how they're going to make cuts. I, and then we, we also heard Iger talking about how. He's going to have screening going on. That's kind of going to become the norm when you go to a park. What that looks like, are you going to be screened at MCO? Are you going to be screened at the resort? Are you going to be screened at the park? Is this going to be part of security where you're just screened everywhere? You know, uh, That's a whole nother topic, whole nother story. But big changes coming. Huge changes, just like when we saw after 9-11 with, you know, the travel industry and flying and everything. The Walt Disney World Company. I'm interested to see what it's going to look like months down the road once it settles, like going into 2021, right? I'm really um, forecasting. I don't, this is not a rumor that I've heard, but I really think that they're going to limit, at least for the first year, the number of people that can be in a park because... Just like they said, this this isn't the flu, obviously, but it spreads like the flu. So they're going to have to limit the amount of people that are touching everything all day long so that they can clean. I mean, and then they got to have people that clean it. That's why I don't know how they're going to cut staff. Oh, I'm sure. I wonder if like a whole new cleaning division is going to be created out of this where you have, I'm not talking about the sweepers. I'm talking about people going around with like Terminator cleaner and all they do all day long is clean, 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 wipe, wipe, wipe. You know, like Disney is a very clean park. You know, you go right. to, you go and whatever park you're in, it's an extremely clean park, but I, it's the okay. stuff you can't you see. Want to break before uh, I'm all right. All right. We're going to go ahead and mute Andrew there. He's the nurse came in to help him out. So I'm, sure that he will uh, give us a thumbs up when he's ready to rock and roll. But Oh, he's ready, oh, he's to, rock ready to rock now. and roll again. Right. I, I, de- I declined her son. Oh, you declined? He declined his services. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. I didn't, I didn't need my pillow fluff. You didn't need your pillow fluff. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> that is awesome. You got to get Mindy to start doing that for you. Like She probably walks in already yeah. it for you and then you're like, hey, how come you don't do this at home? Yeah, they told me that I, I couldn't, like, clean the house and stuff when I got back home. I said, I'm going to need that in writing, please. Right. <laughs> That's what you have kids for. <laughs> exactly. I'm, I'm direct from that recliner. 
So Disney's going to look good. So we were just talking to Andrew about cleaning and how it's the stuff that we can't see. Sorry, Dexter. Stuff that we can't see. I don't know if you guys have been to the grocery store lately or like Costco or Sam's Club, but like there's people like just walking around just disinfecting everything. So I would imagine that it's going to look something pretty similar to that. Yeah, like they, they just have like Clorox wipes and they're just walking around and everything that people touch, they're just disinfecting. They have somebody... I like the grocery carts that are disinfecting all the grocery carts for everybody and like that's that's their job so it's I think there's going to be a lot of things like that it's going to make it look a lot different I haven't gone anywhere so I don't know what it's like I mean we're we're recording deep in a bunker in an unknown, get, unknown bunker how do you how are you guys getting groceries I Us? drive to the store after work oh Nick yeah how are you getting groceries Nick Oh, so like a buck, you know, sends the deer out into the meadow? What? Like we, you know how a buck, right? Bambi, right? Like how a buck will send the doe out into the meadow to make sure it's safe and clear? Oh, so you send so, your wife out. <laughs> right. <laughs> so we order online and she goes and does the pickup thing. We open up the trunk and then shut it and drives home. So. Right. Well, I couldn't get on then. And so I, we finally had to go. So we tried to buy like two weeks worth of groceries. We each got a cart because they wouldn't let us both go in anyway, unless we each had a cart. So, so we she's been waking up early, like at 12 AM to jump on the yeah. list. That's what I did. Cause she's the one that told me to do that. But I got on there and then it tells you, uh, this has nothing to do with Disney, by the way. Sorry, Disney people. Um, but I got on there with my cart and then I went to check out. It said there was a time. And as soon as they got on there, they're like, Oh, we're sorry. That time's already taken. And then it, closed me out and I was just like forget this because it it was three nights of me doing that and I was just like forget it so let's go back to like I guess you know obviously yeah obviously and I want to ask Andrew a question too with him uh being a first responder and I hope it's okay for me to to mention that Andrew I know we have a past so I figured it'd be all right um you can yell at me later I'm I'm not anymore for the next three months (laughs) right he's gonna be watching cops and like yeah. wishing he was like on patrol and stuff and like you shooting the screen and watching live PD and grueling. Right. right. But like Bob, so this rumor became true. We know there's huge, com- huge uh, changes coming. Bob Iger is saying it himself. You know, he just spit out two changes. He wants to happen right off the bat. We don't know what his vision looks like, but like I said earlier, I am so curious to, to hear what his strategic plan is going into the rest of this year because I'm can only assume you're going to implement some sort of plan softly in a, in stages, right? And processes, whatever, how that's going to look with like soft openings. This is just rumor. We've heard soft openings at downtown Disney, Disney Springs, right? And then yeah, soft opening the parks. Right. So Drew, I want that gets me into, you know, with everything being, or Andrew, sorry, with everybody being quarantined, and um, yeah, he's giving me the, he's giving me the stink eye, dude. He's like, you just don't call me that. I will pop out through this screen <laughs> and come at you. Um, being a first responder and with everybody self quarantining themselves, <laughs> practicing everybody. Social, well, that's funny. So that's what I want to talk about. <laughs> You're funny. So we talk, you know, this Disney podcast. Uh, so Disney World happens to be there in Orlando. You're not too far away. How is it in Disney? Or not Disney in Florida. What are you seeing on the streets? Are people are they taking this seriously in Florida? Well, I mean, there's there's or at least where you're at. 
there's people who are and people who aren't. Um, like, for example, like back when they, they started issuing all the social distancing stuff and whatnot, um, like where I, where I work, there are beaches and people come down here for uh, spring break and whatnot. And like we had to like literally close the beaches because there was just like tons and tons of people all grouped together. Um, and then so then they were all at the bars. And so now that all the bars are closed and now that all the beaches are closed, it's a little more manageable just because okay. people simply can't go out and, and do things. But we still have like we like there's an Amish community where I work and there was like 150 people having a volleyball tournament last week that I had to go like run them all off. Um, and like there's these kids this the other night having like a big like car club hangout in the parking lot of a empty grocery store and stuff. So I mean like there are a lot of people who are but there's just as many people who pretend it doesn't exist and drive around and do whatever they feel like. And And you're going to have that as long as places are open right i mean like as soon as the bars open up people are going to come back as if if disney opened tomorrow even if it wasn't a great idea people would flock back there just because especially now because they're so bored that i mean and and florida has that stigma anyway right i mean of the florida man yeah like it's it's a very true thing people are dumb down here oh man i agree with you andrew 100 percent. you mentioned if they open up go ahead vic I'm just saying, even the senior citizens, I mean, they're the ones that are most in danger. Well, so I work overnight, so I I don't see senior citizens a lot, okay. typically, um, just because they're usually asleep even when there is no quarantine. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's mostly younger people that think they're invincible that I see out and about. But Yeah, I have a 20-year-old like that. I understand. Yeah. So you bring up a good point when Disney decides to open up those pearly gates and let's say they are doing a soft opening. I've heard rumors of only opening up downtown Disney for 30 or excuse me, Disney Springs for 30 days and then downtown. Wasn't that kind of what they did in China? Yes. And so that's the rumor because we're basically, what do you have to follow? You know, you bring up a good point other than the China model. And to see, you know, see how it's going over there. So I've heard 30 days, June 1st, open it up. By July, open up the park. But I've heard rumors, one park and then another. I've also heard all parks and then half the park. Like It's so crazy, the rumors out there right now. And Disney has done a great job with like notifying the public of, I feel they have, of it's at least on the travel aspect of it and, and Vicky maybe you'll agree or disagree but I, I feel like Disney's yeah. done a great job of, of telling us what to expect during these times when it comes to bookings and rescheduling and things like that and rebooking yeah. well I think the key is they're going to have to be super transparent though because if, if they I've heard a lot of those rumors too but like if they do for example only open like Magic Kingdom like I guarantee there's a lot of people who rebooked for June 1st that are really wanting to go to Star Wars you know what I mean so right. like, like they're they're gonna have to be super transparent on what their plans are ahead of time, um, and also too like it's not gonna be an announce or make a decision and open the next day because they're gonna have to retrain on the. I mean I don't know what percentage the the college program makes up, but it's fairly significant, and it's they're huge. gonna have to they're gonna have to retrain all those people because they're just not there. 
So I know they just started taking applications for the fall for the college program. And you're right, they're not going to be there come the summer. And my biggest fear is, so I'm one of those individuals, once they open up the gates, I'm stupid, you can call me, whatever. I, I'd be one of those individuals like, I'm going, right? I, I, I'm there. But my fear is, like with everybody that already has a planned vacation and, the, and our clients that have booked their vacations with us through your story travel, you book that trip with the anticipation that, hey, I'm going to be able to have the ability to experience all when they eventually open. But in reality, what if they say, oh, no, I'm going to be able to go to two of the parks or one of the parks or even at that, maybe all the parks, but only half of them are open or this side is open. That place is shut down. Not this like that to me. That's a horrible experience. I would not want to have oh. to spend all that money for 50% of the entertainment value, right? Like, yeah. And then so you know, to do that. You cancel that plan or like for me, like a local, like, heck yeah, like I'd, I'd go back just to go to one park because it's two hours from my house. You know what I mean? Um, right. People are going to have to make that decision. And I'm afraid they're going to make the decision of, oh, we already, I really want to go. I, I spent all this money and then go have a bad experience because half the things they wanted to do aren't open or aren't at full capacity or whatever you want to call it. And that's why I'm so interested in, in hearing Iger's strategic plan. What does he have in his noggin that it just hasn't been released yet to everybody? It probably isn't finished, but what are they going to do? Because, you know, like I wouldn't want to waste my money and I would want to know if I'm going to rebook or cancel entirely or go. And at the same time, I really hope they're really nice to their guests that once they hear the strategic plan on what's going to happen and how they're going to open, if we don't like it, I really hope they're happy to reimburse and I guess give the money back that in, that anybody has spent like they are doing right now to cancel or rebook. Because when you go, you want that whole experience. People save up five, ten years to go to Disney. For some families, it's a time experience. That is it. And to go for only half or whatever the value, which again, this is just rumor. Um, but at the same time, you flip that coin. Let's say they do open up everything, guys. And then let's say, I could see this too. Let's say uh, another month or two down the road, you have another huge outbreak, right? And people coming back from Disney are all saying, I got sick. I got sick because I was at Disney. Then you have a much bigger problem and you're surely shut down through the through into next year. Like I, right. I, I could see that happening. And then this whole thing starts all over again. So oh, it's, it's going to happen all over again. Not, not yeah. just Disney related, just in general, people are all going to go back out and it's going to be mostly eliminated, but not completely. And it, it's going to spiral out of control again. Um, but yeah, but one, one rumor that I heard and maybe not rumor as much as a speculation because it had no base in anything anyone from Disney said. But I heard that uh, an idea that they might only allow people with resort reservations in, um, which I thought would be a good way to kind of mm. ensure money for them, but also kind of cull the crowds a little bit, you know, keep the, the crowd levels down for the first month or so. Um, that would be nice. Now, now you do that, and pass holders are going to get really upset. So maybe it's just pass holder and resort guests. I don't, I don't know what that looks like. Uh, and I don't obviously don't know what figures for people 
who uh, who go who have just tickets and stay offside. But um, that is a speculation I heard that made the most sense to me. So that that does make a lot of sense, and I would almost hope they would gray out pass holders and extend like what they've already done. You know, as far yeah. as the X amount of days you can't go to the park, we're going to extend your your AP. That's a great idea. That's that's a great uh, plan, Andrew, to only allow resort guests to go into the park. Um, maybe I hope they do something like that. That'd be great because then you really would be limited to the amount of people that would be in there, ensuring the people that spent their money are getting the value of Disney without, like you said, all the AP holders coming in, the locals, the AP holders across the country that, I don't know, cross statewide, I shouldn't say cross country, but maybe cross state, right? That go there for a day and come back, but... But I feel like for years, years to come, we're going to have to think about the capacity because there are times when we are there at Christmas where we can hardly breathe for all the people that are like shoulder to shoulder with us. And it can't be like that for a while. It's going to need to maintain a certain bubble within for everybody, even people that came together. Um, just because of the intensity of this. What's the average? So side question. What is the average size of a family? You think a family of four, two kids, two adults? Well, that's what they consider the average, but I would say five because so many people try to go to Disney that they have to get either two rooms or they spend more money on the room to try to go. So I think I would think five is more the average size family these days. Okay. Cause I'm looking up to see how many resort rooms there are currently at Walt Disney world in general, there's about 30,000. So is that 120,000, right? 120,000 then individuals that if the idea that Andrew just brought up, that that's a great idea because you're really confining it down to just 120,000 on average, plus or minus whatever, individuals. That's a, that's yeah. a solid number. And that wouldn't be a permanent thing, obviously, but like I think that would be a good move to get the ball rolling to kind of do that soft open. That would be a good way to limit the numbers. For sure. Yeah. So maybe soft open Disney Springs in downtown Disney on the other side of the house. And if that all goes well for 30 days, what Angie brought up, do that for another 30 days. So we're looking what July 1st into August 1st, basically. That's a great idea. So we're talking about Go ahead. Because I have resort reservations for uh, for June, so maybe you know I'll get included in that. That's right. Yeah, that would be awesome. <laughs> Where are you staying, Pop Century? Uh, no, we have DVC. So. Oh yes, well, I, I forgot. Have, He's high rolling. Well, I, I'm supposed to stay at Animal Kingdom on May 1st, but I can tell you that it's not going to happen. But uh, I think we're at Saratoga in. And June. Saratoga's nice. Did you ever... So, the extra kid situation. Because you had had a unique situation. Yeah. And and I brought up that idea where I'm like, you can still get that person. What's up? Uh, Well, my... So, so we were talking about the number of kids thing. So, I have five people in my family. Was it all worked out? But a lot of the rooms only have four people. Um, So, my daughter... um, so basically, Nick booked some travel for my, my mom and sister, and all of them are coming down. And I was trying to get my daughter added to their room so I can make fast because they had an extra like bed in their room. 
I was trying to get her added to that so she could get fast passes under them, um, you know, ahead of time, 60 days out. Um, and Sherry has an AP. But she has an AP, right. so she couldn't get added to their package because they had a ticket package with theirs. D- Disney gave me um, such a hard time. I, uh, Vicky, I called a handful of times. So basically, we just didn't add her to the room. Which is what I was saying all along. Just don't add her, but she can, she's still going to tag along, and you can still make those fast passes for her. Yeah. Oh, true. Someday. So, but, I'll see you in a second. But the issue we thought was, well, you know, you can only do the 30 days out, not the 60 day out, but the system is allowing you to do the 60 day out. Correct? Are you asking me or Andrew? Oh, Andrew, but I think he muted us. So, anywho, so th- so that was the issue. Uh, I hope he's okay. I heard some alarms going off. Okay, we're just going to keep talking because we don't want to think of bad things. Okay. Um, since we were talking about closures and stuff like that, I did want to tell you that uh, the Disneyland Paris, they had two shows that they were going to do this summer, and mm-hmm. they have decided they are canceling Magical Pride and Electroland. They're not even going to do them because... The French government has um, issued some new rules, and um, I guess they were going to open back up. Even I know we're on like extended, we have no idea kind of leave for uh, Disney World and Disneyland, but they apparently were hoping to get theirs reopened in May, I guess, because they have the coronavirus underway. Um, so they are going to um, extend their lockdown until at least May 11th, but they've canceled all the summer festivals in France at Disney World, at Disneyland Paris, as well as they even um, included Tour de France, which I realize is not Disney. That is huge. That's wow, like, that is in. huge. Cause that's like religion, right? <laughs> Tour de France. Right. That's what I'm saying. So that's going on. And then we were talking about the takeover and everything. And I wanted to hit up on the fact that um, Disney got on Friday, they were approved a $5 billion credit line through Citibank. I don't know if you saw this. No, I did not. Yes. They entered upon an agreement with Citibank for up to $5 billion. Um, It's good until April 9th, 2021. And the writer of the article said that they felt like Disney and Citibank thought that or this confirmed how they felt that they felt that they'd be back on their feet by April 9th, 2021. So that's all they really needed that 5 billion um, upfront money right now. So that seemed good. But of course, all this is speculating because we don't know where this virus is going to be at that time. I mean, we all hope we get to start school in August, but we don't, we don't know where we'll be. Right. And I just found out today, I mean, this is selfish right here, but just found out Royal Caribbean canceled my cruise <laughs> for mid June. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, t- dude, I knew it was coming. Uh, right? I mean, and it was 50 50 if I was even going to actually go. Cruise. I mean, actually, I, I'm scared for cruise right now, anyway. Right. Um, and there's some news on that, by the way. CDC, and I'm sure you saw this as well. I the don't C- know that I did. Tell me. The CDC extend, so they, they went ahead and extended their no sale order. So, yeah. So, Disney Cruise Line suspended all their sailings, and it says in the beginning they say they you know they suspended all the way through April twenty eighth, right? Right. And then there was another thirty day requirement after that. Um, but the CDC went ahead and extended this uh, order for all 
ships because I believe all ships are pretty much going to sail as of like June, right? Mid or early June, like they were good to go. Like Royal Caribbean was good to go, except for I want to say Princess. I believe Princess kind of shut things down. But like Royal Caribbean, there's an example right there. And then Disney with DCL, they were good to go, except for the Disney Wonder. We talked about how that was scrubbed for an extra 30 days. But now the CDC is extending all this, saying no, no cruising at all, unless one of the three things happens. First, the uh, expiration of the Secretary of Health and Human Services declaration that COVID-19 constitutes a public health emergency. So if it's not, then you're good to go. So if that happens first, you can start sailing. Second, the CDC director rescinds or modifies the order. Okay, so if the CDC goes, you know what, it's still um, on the downside, but we're going to start cruising. We're going to say it's okay to cruise. Then you can. And then thirdly, uh, is that even a word, thirdly? (laughs) Third thing. um, I just made up my own word. Here we go. School of Nick. 100 days from the date of publication of their federal register so I believe that means like 100 days from now uh, when they eventually said, hey, right, no more cruising. Uh, if one of those things happens first, then you should be good to go. And this can all be found at the CDC website, which is where I pulled this from. Well, and honestly, um, my brother and I were talking about this, I don't remember, a couple of weeks ago. We were just saying that the cruise is just like a home for the germs. I mean, like, because everybody's together all the time. It's not like the parks, not that they should open the parks first, but the parks, you're at least spread out. There's not a whole lot of room. I mean, I love cruises, but you're on there with a lot of people unless they limit the amount of people go on the cruise. Now, if they oh, want sure. to do that, I it's guess- like putting could- 30 people in a house, right? I mean, here, go live for 30 right. days in a house. Um, 10 of you are sick. I guarantee right. you all 30 are going to be sick within a, you know within that month. Right. So hopefully they're making good choices. But um, I did feel a little bit better about the fact that, that Citibank and Disney feel so good about this. And I hope that's the case. But um, I also heard from some medical people that they think that this, this virus could be around for a while and we just need to be prepared for that. And although it makes me sad because I know we were all excited about going in October. I mean, that may not even be a possibility. We don't know at this point. So Tim and I were talking about that and I'm very much remaining an optimistic I, uh, or optimist. I should say I, well, I'm I, trying to. Yeah, I think we're going to be good. I, oh, I have another trip in what late July, I believe yeah. like 28th or something like that. I still think I'm going to be good to go for that trip. I don't see... I feel we're going to be all right. I feel with the warm weather coming, we're already starting to see the numbers of hospital beds uh, thinning out in some regions of the country, which is a good sign. Hopefully, right. we've kind of reached that peak. Um, stock market didn't do too well uh, as of today when we're recording this, but the last week it's been going up and up and up and up. So it's it's that's starting to rebound. I really feel where are we at today is April. Well, not today, but when this publishes, it'll be April 15th is what you said, right? Correct. Yes. Okay. August 1st We're is a long up. way away, right? I mean, right. that's a long October, you know, end of October. It's really that. that oh no, I, I'm completely hopeful because I'm, I was really looking forward to it. Um, it'll be a new adventure for us, not only as, your story travel, but also because just me and Brad going and we've never yeah. just us gone. Right. Yeah. And, very, right. It's a whole new experience. 
So, and I was looking forward to talk about that because I know that a lot of listeners like to hear about what it's like family, but they also want to hear what it's like to go by yourself or couple, what couple it's trips. like to go as a couple. Yeah. So I don't know. What I'm really looking forward to as well is our families getting together. Um, what I mean by that, our Ohana, our, our travel agent, Ohana. Right. Coming together to hang out, to have a good time. And that's needed with any company, right? A retreat. So I'm really looking forward to this retreat, our homecoming. And I understand that if, if other things get in the way, and this is, I tell you what though, if, if our trip is canceled in late July and the other one's canceled in October, we are definitely, this is World War Z. You know, like seriously, the whole Brad Pitt movie, you know what I'm talking about, Vicky? Or, I don't think so. Oh my gosh, it's it's. this will be, if it gets to that case where we're in October, we're still doing this in October, oh my gosh, like, we're done for. <laughs> like, if it's that bad, Vicky, we are truly done for. Well, my hair is And I'm an optimist. <laughs> right? <laughs> so my hair, right, you were when I told you this, I think, the other day, my hair is as long as it's ever been. This is the longest it's been in over 20 years. I was going to say, I don't know when my, I've never missed two haircuts in a row. So yeah, I'm going to bring us back to Disney because we okay, are all over bad. the yeah, place. We kind of <laughs> are in this episode. And, and it's because, and I hope the listeners understand, uh, you know, like it is what it is right now. Right. So we're, we still want to put something out once a week and we still want to talk about Disney, but yeah, we kind of get all over the place. It's, it's so, brother and sister talking, right? One, yeah. One of the things that we should probably do that another time, uh, <laughs> like during my second grade meeting today. Um, oh, I kept interrupting you. I kept <laughs> Zoom bombing you. Um, so we were all excited, I know, when they took on Marvel and Star Wars and ESPN when Disney took this on. However, because of that, they're having some financial struggles, of course, with ESPN as well. Nice hair, Nick. Um you can't see him in listeners, but he just showed me how long his hair is and it is longer than I've ever seen it. Um, the financial effects are, are hitting everywhere, of course, for the Disney Corporation. And so they've asked their 100 most highly paid commentators to take a 15% pay cut over the next three months. Um, they have not released how many people have agreed to this. They're asking them for the 15% cut. But two of the commentators that we know would be impacted, one of them's name was Stephen A. Smith. He makes $8 million a year. So no offense, Stephen, I don't know who you are, but if all you have to do is a 15% cut, that's more than I make in a year, in several years. <laughs> and then Mike Greenberg uh, makes $6.5 million a year, and they asked him also to take the 15% cut. But like I said, they have not released the information as far as who has agreed to it and Let's face it. If they're if they have that much money, I really hope that they're given back because these are commentators everywhere. What? These are commentators. These are commentators. Yes. For for what specifically? For ESPN. Oh, for ESPN. I was, yeah, because like I said that's just one of the companies we were all excited that Disney took on all these companies, but um, everything's being hit hard, especially ESPN right now with no Dude, support. It would be in their best interest to take the cut they would be doing themselves a disservice if they did not because their name would be plastered oh yeah and they would be blacklisted forever i'm telling you they would never be able to find a job ever again if you're not going to take a pay cut in this crisis right now that we're going through i guarantee you they wouldn't be able to find jobs so it's in their best interest to go ahead and take that their name would be they'd be blackballed 
they're out yeah. everywhere. What else you got, Nick? Um, so I have another story about uh, just employees reaching agreement with furloughs and stuff like that, but it's boring stuff. Let's go ahead. If if you don't have anything, you want to get into some Disney hacks, tips and tricks? Well, I was just going to tell them one more thing, and that was something interesting because we were talking about how all the construction had halted, but this week they found out that the reflections um, that's on Lakeside Lodge where it's, you know, I'm trying to think where that place was used to be called. We always talked about it. What used to be on this property, River Country. Is it River Country that it used to be called? It's about Fantasy Island? Are you talking about Fantasy Island? No, no, no. River Country, where they used to have... Oh. Do you know what I'm talking about? Right, and it's no longer there. Correct. But they are in the process of building Reflection. It's a lakeside lodge, and it was under the assumption that when they cut down the construction like at the French Pavilion... That okay, that my bad. I didn't, so I apologize. I didn't hear you say lodge in the very beginning. I just heard you talking about, not that I was trying to tune you on or anything. Sorry. It's now fine. it's all, now it's completely all making sense now. Got it. Copy. Okay. So earlier this month, the people saw that permits were being filed for a table service restaurant, for their bus stop, for their transportation dock, and um, more things that were going to be put on this reflection site. And because they had halted the construct, they said they were halting construction. They assumed everywhere on Disney property. But this company, Balfour Beatty Construction, they're, um, this is already paid for. Like, this is already a funded thing that's been paid for. And so they're limiting, according to the CDC, they're, they have their crisis mode or whatever as far as their crew. So it's a smaller crew and stringent reg, uh, excuse me, regulations. But the Disney analyst, David Hager, said that it was in Disney's best interest to keep working on this because it was already funded. And... It is expected to open in 2022, which is crazy to me if they're building it right now in 2020 that it's going to take another two years. But that being said, it must be, you know, amazing. It's a 900 room resort. And there it is. I was looking for it in the article. It's on the former River Country land. And so it's continuing to work. So even though we had thought last week and we talked about how they had said construction had halted, this is one project that is still continuing that they're looking forward to. Wouldn't you think painting of Cinderella's castle could continue? I mean, you don't think those painters really aren't next to each other. They're right. 30, 50 feet apart from one another. E even and maybe they're not releasing that yet. You know what I mean? Like once it starts to, when the numbers start, you know, when we go on the downward, um, whatever they say, the downward curve, when we're, when we're on that, maybe then they'll let us know they're doing it. Maybe they are. And we just, they're afraid they're going to freak the public out. We don't right. know. Because just yeah. like this, I, I think that somebody flew a drone over is how they found out that this construction, they're like, wait a minute. <laughs> the no-fly zone. <laughs> right. You know. Well, you're going to oh, try things awesome. now. It's, this is the time that people are going to try that. Oh, that's great. Yeah, you think the, the painting could continue. I mean, I don't know. If they're really worried, could you put them in... Could you put them in suits and... Yeah, you could. Spray them, hose them down when they... Yeah, scrub each other down, hose them down when you leave. You know, I don't know. Like no, set I totally up your think, decontamination zone. <laughs> I think that they're going to be far enough apart they could totally do that. Even if they had somebody on one side of the castle and somebody on the other, that, that's far enough apart that then, then the next day have them on the opposite side. You know, who knows? I don't know. Man, things and maybe are gonna they be, are. Things are going to be so different, Vicky. 
things are going to be so different when we go back into the parks. No, I know. I I know. I wonder if the, you know, like just the, the zippity doodah kind of spirit and joy that you have when you're walking through the parks, right, with everybody in character. I wonder how much in character the park is going to be in the cast members when we return. I really don't know because you said you've not been out, so you have no idea. But it's eerie to be in the grocery store. Is it? Okay. Well, because, like, I would smile at people, sometimes say hi to people. Everybody's got their mask on, so you can't even see anything under the note. You know, like, your eyes is all you see. In fact, I saw a, a former teacher from our district that has retired, but not from our school, but from another school but I know her from going to meetings and I said hi to her, but she had no idea who I was because I'm covered up with the big old Hancock and bandana. That's right. You made your own. Well, because we looked for them and you either don't, I mean, obviously you can't buy the medical ones, so you have to make your own. So I got them, I got them early on, like back in early February, the three M kind with the vents, with the vents on them, you know, whatever they're, whatever the, the filters, just in case. Um, and uh, it's crazy. You can't find anything. Now, we, we don't go out, so we haven't had to use them. Um, but I'll be honest, I'm kind of nervous too. You know, I have three friends that are on Venti's. You know, they're, they're, and, I, and two of them are struggling to live. One of them, they don't expect to make it within the next couple of days. And that was yesterday. And these are some healthy individuals that I served with that I'm talking one of them was like Arnold Schwarzenegger like all pure muscle the most fit person and he caught it right and his body couldn't couldn't fight it and 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 he's the one that do you um, think he had it longer than he thought because he was so healthy and he didn't realize that's what he had you know when you're working with a bunch of military men um and they're not all men that are sick. There's one female as well, but just military in general, you are stingy. You're you're, you're stingy. You are cocky. You are stubborn. So I could definitely see us, you know, like when I tell you I never get sick, and you're like, "No, Nick, I've seen you sick." And I'm like, "No, I've never been sick. I just don't feel well that day, and I'm not sick, right?" And you press forward. But like but, Mike Matheny got it, and look how healthy really? he is. Yeah, hmm. yeah, he was on the news about two weeks ago, and he said, "This is not." to be messed with if they tell us to stay home. It was before the stay-at-home order was completely in, in effect. It was, they were, it's when they suggested it. And then like two days later is when they put us on the lockdown. But until they start ticketing people, there are going to be people that are still going out. And, and, and I will, were I will in the say, beginning. They were because, so I want to say, yes, I did go out because I had to get my taxes done. But that was early March. They're not due till July 15th. Right, but that was before the extension. So, oh, okay. So this was... It was the same week. It was the same week we had parentage conferences. So what was that? The second week of March or the first week? Second week, yeah. Second week, I did go and drop them off at the office, and so I I did see a lot of first response or well, just state police had a lot of people pulled over, and I didn't even know that that was actually in effect, like legit, actually in effect back then. I had no idea. I thought it just was in effect a couple weeks ago, right? Like crazy. But yeah, so it's like been different. It's been different all over in the state of Missouri, like from county to county, from it's weird, even within the city. It seems so like I that, think that watching the news. That, I think that if you do go in July, you may want to bring a mask to Disney World just because. 
if they, even if they have it open, it might be the safest thing. Right. I we'll have just... to see. So let's let's get on to happier things and talk about things that we've learned while we've been right. going to so, Disney. All right. So let's go ahead and let's go to some Disney tips and tricks and, and Disney hacks. All right. Here we go. All right, Vixter. So first up, what is something that and this could be anything. This could be something while you're planning, while you're traveling down there, while you're at the parks, at the resorts, whatever it may be. What is something that you have done that we can tell our listeners that has made your life a little bit easier when you're at the happiest place on earth? Um, so I know Nick doesn't like to carry a backpack, but we always, one of us carries a backpack for in the event that because it does rain a lot in Florida, um, now, if you want the famous Disney raincoats, totally get that. We didn't bring raincoats with us the first time we went there. And they're great. So, right. They are great. And they're a nice souvenir. And they last forever. So we bought ours they in do. 2009. And there he is. He's back. He made it. I'm going to unmute him. Let's see here. Um, hey, Andrew. You scared You scared us, uh, Andrew, just so you know. He croaked on us. I tried to show the, the nurses walking around on the video. But. We saw them walking I, I, around, but we I thought know. they were working on you. Oh, yeah, I was just getting medicine. Thank you. So, Thank you for sharing, too. I was like, hey, did, I was thinking in the back of my mind, did you ask where the weight room was? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. So, um, if, you, uh, like now, if, you, if you want uh, to have the Disney raincoats, then I totally get it. Wait till you get there. We always have them in a backpack because Brad has that Dark Sky app. Another thing that I would suggest you get. Which is tells you accurate. Yes, it is literally down to the second. It tells you when it's going to rain. So this last time we used it, Brad's like 45 minutes from now, it's going to downpour. And so we found a place under an awning. Nobody realized that's what we were doing. And then we were secure and safe from the rain. And that was the day that we took our rest, or that was the time that we took our rest was during the rain. Um, so definitely, if you want Disney ones, then you're going to have to wait till you get there. But if not, you can go and buy multiple throwaway for a dollar at the Dollar Tree um, raincoats. But they'll so. stick to you every single time, man. And you have to keep peeling it from off your body. They will, but I mean, if you're trying no. to go on a budget, that's definitely right. something that I would say for people to take with them. So I'm also going to bring something. Oh, go ahead, Andrew. Oh, so we always have a handful of the throwaway ones just because I don't, like, as as the dad of the, the five-person family, I always get to carry everything. And since our kids aren't stroller-aged anymore, I, uh, it's all going to go in a backpack. So those disposable ones take up a whole lot less room than the not disposable ones. So True. I usually rock those for that reason. But You got to do, like, so you have to put in place what I did this past summer to, to Aaron and, and even Colin. Now I will carry if it's if it's family essential items, I will take my turn in carrying something if it's for the whole family, and even I'm going to use it as well. But if it's something that's only for like the wife specific or the kiddo specific, I'm like, okay, so you realize you're carrying that through the the entire day throughout the park for 12 hours straight. I am not going to lift a finger to carry that item, and nine times out of ten they'll just set it back down in the in the resort yeah, or they even leave. I agree, but when it's like a raincoat that you need to bring, they're no, going I get to that. lose it, and I'm going to have to buy a new raincoat. Cargo pockets, man. So I'll, I will roll those up, and and or fold them and roll them as tight as I can. Uh, so I, 1990s, Nick. Come on. 
cargo pockets are cargo yeah. cargo shorts are yeah or cargo shorts i, I still wear yes. cargo shorts too but it, it is very an out thing that's not trending anymore really we're, but they, we're getting we're I getting old them, but i actually use them that's fine <laughs> so i will roll them up airtight you put them in a in a baggy or whatnot right a sealable ziploc to where it's airtight so they're just squished down right and you just you put them in your pocket you can hold like three or four in each pocket depends how deep your pocket is but yeah anyway so here's mine so i'm going to bring something else that also will help your pockets and not hurt the bank as well and that's when you check into any resort excluding the the night you check in for every night you are there, you can get $10 back if you go ahead and say you do not want mousekeeping to come into your room and clean your room every single day. And I would suggest doing that because it's going to save you on average 40 bucks at least minimum, at least 40 If you go for an average trip, uh, we save about 50 60 every single time. And you can still call and pick, you can pick up that phone and call and say you want more towels, more toiletries, more whatever it is. You could say toothbrush and toothpaste they got it they'll bring it to you for no charge and you get that money back in your pocket that you can use for a souvenir or snacks food or just put it right back in your bank account whatever it may be disney will give that money back to you yeah you definitely want to do that another thing is if you are flying um the nick iman way and you don't bring a you don't check a bag Make sure that you have sunscreen that's three ounces or less, or they will dump your sunscreen in the trash can at TSA, and you need that sunscreen. The sun in Florida, if you're not from there, or even if you are, can be really intense, and one of my friends didn't think to do that, or she even checked a bag, but they literally didn't have to take their bags, because you know that's one cool thing about Disney. Disney Airport takes it, moves it to Disney for you, the whole gamut. Well, she didn't think about that, and they went to watch the Cardinals play at the ESPN place, whatever you call it. They literally took a Magical Express to their resort, and then from the resort to Disney Springs, and then Dis or Disney Springs to ESPN, or whatever they did. Anyway, they got fried on their very first day. The Cardinals so, were down there playing. Not this year. That was last okay. year. Yeah, so they, they play. Okay, or two years ago. So I will, I will add to that. What's up, Andrew? Do you want to add something? I was going to say the Braves used to play there, but now they play in Sarasota County. Oh, do they? Nice. Yep. So I'm going to add to your whole back, backpack thing, <laughs> your method. So I do <laughs> everything in a backpack, and I will make sure I get everything I can for that trip inside my backpack. Now, being in the military for 20 years, uh, yes, I'm tooting my own horn. I know how to pack I pack. I can fit everything in the kitchen sink in that backpack and it's going to make it with me and it's going to fit <laughs> underneath. It's going to fit underneath that seat in front of you by your feet. If not, throw it up top. They're not going to, that's another thing I've learned. So here's another hack. I'll get into that in a second. Let me tell you a little story of what happened to me. So I usually end up using the same backpack. Vicki, you know, it's the same one I use on every single trip, even when I go out deer hunting with the family. Here's a funny story for you. I accidentally left because I can pack a lot of stuff in every little side pocket. And there's a ton on my backpack. I had a big, huge knife that I accidentally left in my backpack. We're talking the kind that you see in like Rambo movies, right? Nice. Yeah. So I'm going through TSA. It goes through their little conveyor belt, their x-ray in my bag. 
they see this big, huge Bowie knife, right? Or Bowie knife, whatever you want to call it. And they stop me and they're like, sir, um, like they're just stunned. They're like, do you realize you have a weapon in your backpack? I'm like, no. And I'm still clueless. I'm like, there can't be. They're, they're joking with me. Big old knife in my backpack. They set me aside. They're like, so are you in the military or first responder? And I said, well, military. And they're like, okay, we can tell. Cause they start looking through my bag and how it's packed and everything. And, and it was a, it was a tactical bag. Right. And so they even told me this happens a lot. The first responders and military members will always find something that they forgot is in their bag. Cause either they were in the field the week before and now they're traveling through a regular airport and they just forgot. So at that point, you know, they have to rub their little, um, pad how you doings and put it into their little bomb reader for if you have any um, residue, bomb residue or, or powder or whatever it may be in your bag. And of course, they test my entire bag and every single one of them pops hot. Like every single one because yes, I've carried hundreds of rounds of ammo and other stuff in that bag through the years. Like, well, at least that bag at that point was a handful of years old so it's had a lot of stuff in it so it pops hot they proceeded to tell me they have to unroll every item and unroll and hold it up look through each so i roll all my clothes and everything i bring tight roll it as tight as i can they had to unroll everything and then they just leave it there right so it took forever like 45 minutes for them to unpack my bag because that's how much stuff i had in my bag and they had to unroll everything so, I go and I, I almost missed, I almost Make missed my sure plane, by the way. Make sure not a machete with you. Right. So, I almost missed my plane, by the way. Anyway, so I roll everything up. And um, as long as you can fit it underneath the seat in front of you, you're good to go. Most times, here's a little hack, too, with airlines. If you throw it, if, you, if you're charged for the bag, like here's Frontier, okay, an example. You're charged if you put a bag up top, right? You can only allow one carry-on. That's it. But I always throw mine up top. Anyway, they never questioned. I've been questioned once if I paid for that. And I'm like, nope. And they just walked right off. So they don't, they don't really care. But um, if you can bring just a backpack and that eliminates the whole hassle of um, keeping track of your bags or if you forget your tags, whatever it may be. Now, the, my last couple trips though, Vicky, I've taken your um, advice and I have allowed Disney. I've given them my full trust now because before, you know me, I, I 20 years in the Air Force and I hate to fly. And I don't like to give people my personal items. So it's like a control thing, right? So yeah. for years, I would not allow Disney to take my bags. I did it myself all the time. The last two, last two or three trips, I let Disney take my stuff. So anyway. Matter of fact, we're going to take trip, care of you one way or the other. But except for the trip in August, I went with you, Andrew. I no, I think I did. Mm -hmm. I ended up dropping the bag off, and then how did I get that to Disney? Because I I forget how I got that. Maybe I did tag it, but I remember I Ubered all the way straight to Epcot that day. I didn't even wait to go to the resort or anything. But anyway, I've rambled off way too much. But yeah, so that's so as far as a hack, I guess. I said mousekeeping, bring your own backpack, but you had already mentioned that. Go ahead and go with another one. Andrew, if you want to fill in some stuff too, some some tips that you have learned over the years, go ahead as well, and I'll look for the next one on my list. You have anything, Andrew, because I didn't want to cut you off. Uh, no, off the top of my head. I'll, I'll think about some. Okay. So 
the other thing is when you're booking your trip, it behooves you to book the memory maker uh, bef at least 30 days before you're leaving. If you do, then they usually take $30 off the price of it and it is completely worth it. And here's why. Every professional photo photograph that is taken on property, um, I believe five by 10 is one of the smallest that you can buy and it's $19.95 for one of those. So if you take that, cause everyone's like $170, you're crazy. No, because their pictures are gonna be amazing because they do have professional <laughs> photographers doing it. So you just make sure you take tons of pictures. We've taken up to 553 pictures in a trip. And I realize that we do take nine to 10 days, but still you can take a lot of pictures. If you multiply that times 9.95 for as many pictures as we took, that's a lot of money, a way more than a memory maker. Here's tip, tip two with the memory maker. Not only book it at least 30 days before you leave, but the other thing is if you're traveling with other people, with like one family or two families, link all your stuff together because only one of you has to buy that memory maker and then you're all linked as friends and family and you can share that. Now, I usually just say we're going to buy that anyway and whoever's going with us, I just allow them to be a part of ours. But you can split that if you want. Like if you and uh, two other relatives are going, you can split it three ways and then somebody just make a disc for somebody when you guys get back. But that is definitely um, worth the money and you'll have some pictures that you make sure everybody in the family's in. And that seems to be a problem for a lot of people. One person takes the pictures and the other people aren't, aren't necessarily in them. I know Brad's really good about trying to make sure I'm in pictures, but it's hard to get all four of us in pictures, especially now that the kids are adults. That's a good, that's a good tip. Um, I'm going to bring up resort uh, dining reservations. And we all know that at any restaurant, each table is going to sit at least two or four or six, right? Um, if you can't find reservations for your family for a table of four or two, whatever it may be. Now you can chance this if you want. It's worked out for me every single time. And I've been doing it for a couple of years here now. I'll only make a, res I'll only make a dining reservation for one person. And I've always been able to get that, that dining reservation that I cannot get if I, put in just one person and when you get there I've only been questioned once and I've done this I can't even count how many times I've done this the last couple of years only once I've ever been questioned and and I just said oh I didn't know I thought maybe I just put myself in as the lead guest I didn't realize I was gonna have to put everybody else in my party and they'll still take you to the table but I believe even Andrew when you were with when we got when we came together and and went to Disney back last August we ate at Be Our Guest Restaurant, right? Because yeah. I'm pretty sure I only made a reservation for one. Did I tell you? Because did I even tell you that before we walked in? I was like, hey, I only made a reservation for one. Yeah, we had to do this whole shady hang back around the corner. Right, there you go. Know. You remember that. Do you remember that? Yeah. Okay, yeah. So I walked up and checked in. And then as I turned the corner, they came and followed with me. And they don't ask how many people are in your party after you've checked in. So oh, Really? Right, they just take you to a table. So, and every table is going to sit at least two or four or more. Um, that seems a little so, dicey to me. I would be scared. So you can that. That's just it. So a lot of people probably would be scared. I would do it with my family. It's a party of three, hands down. And I even did it with when Aaron's fam Aaron's family came with us, where I made a reservation for one or two, and we had six people, 
and they still sat us down. So we still were able to get every single restaurant that we wanted that was full when I tried making reservations. Now, you're probably going to chance it listening here, you know, and you're like, oh, I'm going to try that. If it doesn't work out, don't come screaming to me. It is, right. it is dicey. You are taking a chance. But hey, I've lucked out. I'm, I'm batting a thousand percent right now. Another thing that Nick does, I'm going to piggyback off your reservations, is um, because you have to make your reservations 180 days out to get the big restaurants, Nick will book, book multiple reservations for the same day that might be in different parks because then when he does his fast passes and he gets the fast passes he wants, then he can always cancel a reservation. Um, like he could have one in one park, one in another park and then decide, Oh, that's the day I am definitely going to this park. Cause these are the fast passes I was able to get. And so I would definitely recommend that. I had never done that before. I never thought of it that way. I just always on 180 days out. And I'm like, okay, this day we're going here, this day we're going here. And then when you go in to do, fast passes sometimes it just doesn't work out the way you want it to and you either lose the reservation or you don't get the fast pass that you want so I would definitely say book a couple reservations at, a, at different locations um, and be ready to change that when you when you're 60 days out making your fast passes oh I have with our trip coming up here in a couple months I mean there are some days actual multiple days where I have six reservations set up at six different restaurants just because I know I want to hit these restaurants, but I'm at a point now where like Vicki plans her day out going to this park this day, you know, maybe Epcot the following day and so on and so on. I've started to plan it just recently within the last year to where I'll make five or six dining reservations and I'm not going to, um, and, and this has been cause I've been relaxed on not, not actually putting in for fast passes uh, and stuff like that. I mean, um, after a while, like it, so like to me, yes, I want to get on Splash Mountain, but is it going to make, am I going to worry about it if I can't get on Splash Mountain? No, I'm not. A Haunted Mansion, no. Um, Flight of Passage, no. So I've gotten to a point where I'm really lenient on myself. On Like I could, I could go either way and I just go with the flow because even getting fast passes for the day of has become so easy now with the app and working the system, which is another tip that we can talk about if you want. I work the system in such a way where I've always been able to get on any ride I want to get on in any park. And this is true. I am not lying. Vicki can back me up on this. My family, my friends, even the hardest, the most popular rides I've been able to get on, and maybe I've been lucky for the past few years, but there's a certain way you work the system, and I've been able to get on any ride I want at any park that same day. Now, I'll, I'll go ahead and reserve four, five, six restaurants every single day, and I don't know what park I'm going to be in. I don't know where I want to eat, so I will gauge that about 48 hours ahead of time. For 24 hours, you know, you don't want to pass up 24 hours because they'll even charge you $10 a head. But even at that, I found out they, they really don't. If you go ahead and call it in, <clears> and that was my tip. Not going to charge you. What's up? That was my tip to postpone it. To, oh, because oh, yeah, they, they let me reschedule right, it. To rebook it, right? So, Andrew, why don't you bring that up? Uh, one time we had a dining reservation and we were like exhausted or something and it was a couple hours out we decided we didn't really want to go to it but we also didn't want to lose our money so we just uh re it let us reschedule it for like two days from then and then we canceled it because it was outside of the window so 
that, that might be something they've addressed since then and you can't do anymore, but it was a loophole that worked once upon a time. Well, you, I must have got that from you because I actually did that this last trip. Oh. Um, we wanted to do it, but it was that day. And um, I just changed the reservation to two days from then. And then the next morning I canceled the reservation. So in speaking of the app too, so I don't, as far as I know, they haven't closed that. I've been able to to do stuff like that uh, as of this past few, I shouldn't say few months. It's been a handful of months since I've been out there, but um, work in the fast pass system. So I will literally have my backup battery or not my backup battery, but my, my battery charger. I have an anchor. And I can get about three charges on my Note 9 out of this thing. And I will walk around with my phone in the palm of my hand connected to my charger. And I'm hitting refresh like constantly when it comes to fast passes. And I'll just keep hitting it, hitting it, hitting it, right? And if I can't get a fast pass for multiple people, I apply the same rule I do with the resort uh, dining or excuse me, the dining reservations where I'll only fast pass for one person in the party. And then I do it again for one other person because you're more apt to get or apt to get a fast pass for one single individual than you are for a family of like two or three or five or six. I don't know why the system works that way, but it does. And I will tell you, even the hardest ones like Seven Dwarfs or Flight of Passage, if you have only one person, you might hit, you might stand there for four or five minutes, but seven times out of 10, you're going to get that within five minutes for one single person. And if you do that for your entire party, and you can keep modifying the time, and when you modify the time, it even becomes easier, the system, for some reason. Um, it just works out. And as you scan your band with your fast passes, once you hit that third fast pass and you've scanned your band while you're in line, employ that system. Go ahead and keep looking for those fast passes in the park that you're at while, while you're in line. And you'll never have to wait in line again. That's why there's, there's a couple of rules of schools of thought here. Fast pass everything in the morning. Fast pass everything by lunch or have all your fast passes in the evening and try to uh, work the lines up until dinner time or something like that. I like to get there early enough to rope drop a couple rides, but early in the morning I'm fast passing and I'm, I am going to modify those times so they are back to back and I will actually show up um, about 55 minutes into my first fast pass. So it's a smooth transition throughout all three. And by the time I scan that third one, I'm looking for other fast passes. And the rest of the day, you're good to go. In June, one of the busiest times of the year, now the busiest time is in the fall. But in June, a handful of years ago with the family, it was over 25-something rides that we that we got on to um, at Magic Kingdom. And <clears throat> didn't have to wait in, in any line. And so it can be done. Well, we are in this show for a long haul, Nick. What time or <laughs> how long have we been talking now? Uh, over an hour. <laughs> Has it been? It's been over an hour now. Yeah. And I have a few more. Um, let's see here, Andrew. If you have something, go ahead and bring it up, dude. Let's see here. Oh, ask for an upgrade when you get to the resort. Don't be shy. You never yeah, know. You what's can always happen. do that. They just all they can say is we don't have any available. Right. Remember, Dave. He was at um, Wilderness, Fort Wilderness. Wilder- yeah, and he got that upgrade to that villa, right? Was it a villa? Yes. <clears throat> yes. And he, he was like, seriously? And the lady behind the car was like, yeah, sure, why not? It was available. Yeah, and it was you, a two-bedroom villa with a jacuzzi. You just, you never know. You never know, people. It happens. Um, even with uh, this whole COVID thing, I think your chances are high. If you go and you ask for a resort upgrade, I think they're going to have some upgrades to give you. 
Do you have anything to add, Andrew? Oh, yeah. Uh, not really. I, I didn't put much thought into this. I, I got like two minutes ahead of this. Um, I have another one. It's, it might seem kind of rinky-dinky, but it's tried and true every time. When you're in line and it splits to either go left or right, and you see a lot of this at Disneyland versus Disney World, always choose the left. If you're park touring and you're walking around and it's, it's bottlenecking and the crowds are getting heavy, go to the left. A lot of people will not walk to the left because, you know, in the United States, everything's on the right. So naturally, people tend to go to the right. I mean, unless you're Andrew and you see people driving on the left side of the road. In that case, thumbs up. <laughs> yep. I didn't hear what you said. I, I dropped my, my thing. I had to pick it up. He said, it's unless you're team. Andrew and you drive on the left hand side of the road. No, I was talking about oh, yeah. how when you know, you're park touring, you gotta do what you gotta do. When you're park touring, I go, you know, you need to go to the left, or if a line splits off, go to the left because people will naturally go oh, yeah. to the right. And you know, because naturally, you know, we drive on the right hand side of the road. And I said, yeah. but I mean, this is where we Splash go. Splash Mountain I, and Pirates are to the left. Why would you go to the right? What are you talking about? What? So when to you the right. The park, well, right. Splash no, I'm Mountain saying, to the left. You gotta I'm go to the left. For the I most part, saying. okay, guys. Yeah, I was gonna say for the most part that you, I'm this, just giving you a hard time. You can, and I don't. I'm just flying right over my head. I'm like ski low. I'm like five foot five. Yay! Someone else is giving you a hard time. I'm trying <laughs> to figure it out though. <laughs> and you're all laughing. All right. Um, well, I see. will tell you that when we went on Animal Kingdom this last time, I do tend to go to the left because you. I remember <laughs> you saying that. But this last time, they asked me how many people were in our party, and they directed us to the right. Like they were going, oh, how many in your party? Left. How many in your party? Right. Left. Right. So at that point, so. I would say figure out what is that magic number and then break your party up and go to the left and say, we have two. You know? We want to go together. <laughs> well, if you're going to the left and going in the same line, you're going to go together, right? <laughs> we uh, shall see. Let's see here. Talked about going to the right. Uh, we did not talk about the cleanest restrooms, but don't worry about that. We'll talk about that later. Another Hopefully one. they're all going to be in the cleanest restroom. Now. I hope so, right? Yeah, no kidding. They're going to be Lysol down from ceiling to floor. I think I think that's going to be the perk out of all of this. More sanitary conditions. Yes, which is good. And it already was sanitary. Eh, not always. Well, I would eat off the floor, but... I wouldn't touch a railing. I wouldn't touch a wall. I wouldn't uh, touch... No, now we're all going to be wearing gloves when we go. Right. I, it was hard for me to touch the fingerprints thingy at the stanchion when you scan your band. Like, that was always... That's your OCD, though. That was always tough. They, uh, they had discontinued that because we went on the Thursday before we closed. They closed. Because my kids were... That was the first day of their spring break. <clears throat> we went to Animal Kingdom, and because of concerns, they weren't doing the fingerprint thing. Right, which is wow. a great thing. I mean, think about all the people in line that are like wiping their nose, sneezing in yeah, their. So I would, coffee. I would not be surprised at all if either that quickly became not a thing, or if it got wiped down between every person. So I know I always have to use the restroom all the time, Andrew, when I'm park touring because I you had to stop for me. I don't know how many times, but if you noticed, every park we went into after we, as soon as we entered, I was always veering off to the left or right to go wash my hands. I don't know if you remember that. Anyhow. Okay. Carry hand sanitizer. Well, then it's I a carry, commodity now, I carry that with me too. 
<laughs> anyway, so yeah, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, we wanted to bring a little bit of Disney uh, tips and tricks for you, some of our experiences, um, and bring them to you. If you're interested in being a guest on our show or have a question or comment, or simply want that free quote, don't be bashful. Get a little dopey with us. You can go ahead and uh, email us, mousecapadespodcast at gmail.com or travel at mousecapadespodcast.net. And as always, don't forget to go ahead and check out our friends over at yourstorytravel.com. You could be an agent yourself. Go ahead and contact them, careers at yourstorytravel.com. And don't forget to listen to our friends, Vicki and Kaylee, this Friday on the Mouse Pades Podcast. I don't know what they have in store for you this Friday. What do we got, Vixter? We are going to look up some April history because we haven't done history for a while. So we thought that we'd bring some history and show it up. Outstanding. Um, So go ahead and check them out this Friday. So, Andrew, I want to thank you so much for coming on. Um, Totally last minute, I asked if you were bored. You said, yes, I am. Sure, I'll I'll come on the podcast. Hopefully our listeners didn't think um, we were being rude or anything, but I'm glad that we can bring you... I appreciate. I, I ran on a podcast yesterday. I listened to them all, so it's just okay. like getting this one a day early or two days early. What are you today? Is so it is. What time is it over there? Like ten o'clock? Ten thirty-nine. All right, buddy. Um, thank you seriously for for coming on. Heal quickly. You're very lucky. You're, you're very blessed, bud. Seriously, yeah. it could have been much worse. And. Um, the man upstairs was thinking about you, dude, you and your family. So I'm, I'm so thankful for that. If you need us, let us know. Okay. Oh, for sure. Um, Vicki, Andrew, I think it's about that time. Peace. And love. Have a magical day, my friend. Got anything cool to sign off with? No, sorry. Okay. All right, dude. You can say, Luke, I'm not your father. Do the sucky straw. Do do the straw thing. That'll be your sign off. There you go. All right. Every day, there's a great big beautiful tomorrow, and tomorrow's just a dream away. Man has a dream, and that's the start. He follows his dream with mind and heart, and when it becomes a reality, it's a dream come true for you and me. So there's a great big beautiful tomorrow. Shining at the end of every day There's a great big beautiful tomorrow Just a dream away Well, it sounds pretty good. In fact, that's just the right spirit. Our songwriters, Dick and Bob Sherman of the Walt Disney Studio. The Sherman brothers have written many of the wonderful songs for motion pictures and television shows. And I think this song, written especially for you, captures the spirit of the General Electric Pavilion at the New York World's Fair. Thanks, boys. Thanks, Walt. Say Thanks, goodbye Walt. to the folks. Bye-bye. There's a great big beautiful tomorrow. <laughs> As I said, that's the spirit. Well, a beautiful tomorrow just to dream away. That says we're going places. There's progress ahead. <laughs>